The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It is still, even in February, the Unpack Podcast here from AcmePackingCompany.com. And SB Nation coming to you today via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zencaster account. Thank you, Glenn. Generous patron. I am Zach Rapport. Um, dialing it in from Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, we got we got Alex. We got Nick. Nick's uh how many martinis in are we at, at this work function? What what happened tonight? <laughs> I said I said a few, which I guess indicates more than two, but it was only a couple. It was two. And now you have a hangover already. Yeah, it's weird. Just even, man, not to show my age, but unless you unless you keep her going, uh, the the hangover sets in quick. So yeah. I'm on my hydration train at this point, but it's all right. Wake up, wake up feeling better that way. I think I feel like three martinis used to be like, all right, now I'm ready to like go out. Although when I was in my going out phase, I was never drinking a martini. Let's say a vodka soda three three vodka sodas four vodka sodas i'm like all right now i'm primed to like go drink a hundred drinks at the bar <laughs> now it's like where yeah, is yeah you gotta prime to the engine up? first yeah yeah <laughs> well, um I'm but having, yeah i'm i'm having we're, one we're, beer and this is like the beer that i will have for like the next four days <laughs> probably nice. we're not we're not washed up don't worry i'm a little maybe washed. a little maybe a little washed well we talked uh, at the beginning uh, before we hit record, uh, I started working with a, a fitness coach for the first time ever in my entire life, trying to not be washed. But um, Alex, Nick, it sounds like you guys were workout buddies with Peter Dinklage, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we were we were trying to remember if we had ever in our what is now twelve years of friendship if we'd ever gone to the gym together. I remember in Milwaukee, you you belonged to that. Was it a Planet Fitness? Yeah, it was, was a, well, it was the one that was like connected uh, like through the skywalk system so that I never had to go outside. Um, Excellent. Which, you know, my job, my home, the gym, you know, somewhere that you could get enough food to sustain you for however long, like the polar vortex lasts. All of that was was accessible yeah. without ever technically stepping foot outside. So uh Yes, I did belong to that. I don't think we ever did that. Uh, but we did once do a class, like one of those, like, you know, whatever. Like a hit uh, class. Like a hit class. 
uh, at the gym together. And at the time I was going to that gym and this was like the peak of the ending of game of Thrones. Uh, and Peter Dinklage goes there and I would see him like quite a bit there actually. Um, which was, you know, always just kind of interesting. It's, it's like funny to see someone that's like at their peak of their relevance, maybe of all time, yeah. you know, it's like, it, this was like in the final season of game of Thrones when there's like, all kinds of spoilers like flying all around the internet and everybody, all that he was talking about is, is the conclusion of this show. And yeah, he would just be there at the gym. I never talked to him, but others <laughs> mustered up the in. courage to, uh, to, uh, approach him. But, um, and I, he seemed like he was always nice, but I've still never done that really with any celebrity. Uh, remember when I did with Aziz in New York, when you were like picking me up in your car outside of our old, um, place of work and yeah we ran we ran into him in an elevator or something and i'm like it would be so annoying if i said anything to him but that was um right when there was like a big spoiler with master of none and yeah, that was another like peak of his fame moment kind right of. and i didn't i wasn't gonna say anything i wasn't gonna say anything but i was just kind of awkwardly like it was just me and him in the elevator we we're just kind of like he knows I recognize who he is because of course <laughs> anybody would so i asked like a stupid question i was like so whatever and he goes like yeah you're gonna have to watch and and, and find out and i'm like cool shut fuck, you I down shouldn't have, shouldn't have said anything he politely so, yeah, shut I don't, you down yeah so that was in my uh that was probably after i had lived here for like a year or two and i'm like well i'll just never do that again <laughs> oh man all right well how you guys feeling i mean i i personally like a little empty past couple weeks with uh without some <laughs> meaningful Packers football. I don't know. Yeah. I think that there's definitely an emptiness there for me as well. There's still that like bitterness that exists that I almost can't enjoy watching any other football. Yeah. And I think the only thing and I I would think most people are on this page who are not 49er or uh uh, chief fans would be that Lamar Jackson could have at least made Super Bowls, the Super Bowl, like something we could have a rooting interest in. Yeah, totally. So there's an emptiness in that, like it's like this big day, and everyone always wants to do something, and blah blah blah. And it's this huge event, and I truly don't know that I could stomach either of those teams winning. And unfortunately, like a draw does not exist in this format. So it stinks. Um, it, it's so it really boring. Sucks. Yeah. Yeah, really was the worst possible outcome in terms of. Who I just feel like all the good guys lost. Like, it, if it was the, the Lions and the Chiefs, like, okay, like I would be, you know, interested in seeing, like, can Detroit, like, you know, do this and bring some payoff to like so yeah. many years of misery. It's like um, a uh, it's like a WWE title match between two heels. It's like eh, exactly, why? yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know. I it, not not much to look forward to. And I don't <laughs> know how show. Huh? I I I guess. Wait, <laughs> who's who doing it again? It's not Usher. Usher? I, oh yeah, it's Usher. That <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Some, yeah, I I'm mean a, continue to show nostalgia. my age. I'm like, I'll watch Usher. <laughs> yeah, I mean it makes sense. 
I wonder, and we don't know who the um, he'll he'll probably bring somebody cool out. Yeah. I guess that's something. the The thing about like how we used to be able to look forward to the commercials, like now all these campaigns leading up, you kind of have a good idea of what we're Isn't going it to insane? see. It's so stupid. They do teasers for for Super Bowl commercials now, as if it's yeah. like a feature length film. It's so funny. It's amazing. Yeah. And my and my like. Um, I don't know the the way I like critique everything these days. My cynicism is like, have you seen like the Michael Sarah thing like that has gone viral with this? There's this like, I don't know, like face wash product, Sarah, some I'll pronounce it wrong, Sarah Vive or something oh, like yeah. that. I know the one you're talking about, but there are all these like viral things like, oh, Michael Sarah is carrying around all these things. Why is he acting so weird? I'm like, this is so obviously like everybody with half a brain understands it's that. I'm like, why are, but there's enough of the population like that will like go on a Reddit thread and be like, why is Michael Sarah is acting unhinged? Why is he doing this? I'm like, everything is just a stupid campaign now. I mean, well, not every like, OK, this. Sorry, I'm talking to I'm talking to someone who works in advertising. Yeah, so. well, I was going to say Sorry. this, this, uh. <laughs> This conference call we're on right now is three people who either currently work or have in the past in some capacity yes. worked in marketing and advertising. Yes. So obvious to yes, us. Not not everything. It's like the it's like the big bill stuff, not like the the good like bespoke ads. I think like some of like I saw today uh, to run a 30 second ad is seven million dollars during the Super Bowl. Insane. That tracks. Yeah. yeah. That's a but, lot yes. of eyeballs. It is. It makes sense. Um, but in terms of gameplay, I don't know. Like you've got everything points to like the Mahomes juggernaut, like this versus like the Brock Purdy. Like you would, you would almost wish you could root for Brock Purdy as like the, um, you know, the the young trying to get his feet underneath him. But that team is such a super team that. It, I you can't root for either of them. Yeah, and he's just so I don't know. I want to like him. Like uh, being the last pick him. like yeah. it's a cool story, but he's just so like this is uh, you know, this is uh prejudice I guess, but he just like looks and kind of sounds like central casting of like an aw shucks like high school quarterback. Yeah. And it just bothers me. I don't know why maybe it's because I grew up like a nerd and a punk, but it just bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like him, but you're 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 our nerd and you're our punk. Oh, thanks. Um, um, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, what was um, what was the quarterback? What was the um, the Friday Night Lights quarterback? Sar Matt Saracen. He kind of gives you Matt Saracen <laughs> vibes if you ever watch that show. It's giving Matt, yeah. It's giving Matt Saracen. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, Zach, I cut you off. No, no, uh, I was gonna move on unless we want to continue to talk. We don't about need to belabor this. <laughs> what we don't care about in the super bowl um yeah i don't know uh we want to give you guys a little bit more off-season content not every week but you know come up with uh with something because we're still thinking about football sometimes in the off-season and um we were chatting a little bit kind of in the days following the uh, the packers loss to the niners and uh one of alex's alex one of your observations um right after the season ended for the packers was how this year's team made you fall in love with the Packers all over again. I thought that was, that's nice. And that'd be a nice sort of feel good <laughs> topic for us. But in getting ready for today's show, Nick said something like, oh yeah, 
Alex had that topic idea about being sexually attracted to the Packers again. <laughs> so I don't know if we, I guess we'll call this, uh, we'll call this little segment conversation falling in love, parentheses, perhaps sexually, and parentheses with the Packers all over again. But I don't know if, uh, Alex, you care to elaborate on that thought. Maybe not the sexual side, but, or, or oh. you know, whatever. Freak what you feel. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Well, I think that, you know, that probably just came from uh, a place of, you know, being so downtrodden, like earlier in the season for that very, very brief moment. And then kind of like going on this, uh, you know, just this ride where the it felt like, you know, this thing really did, could just peak in the Super Bowl. And I still think sitting here today that uh you know they they are a super bowl team like like they could very easily be playing in this super bowl like i never would have thought that they were but that like the way everything has played out now they certainly are um which is great that's obviously easy to love but i think what's really nice again is just kind of like having this vibe and like you see a lot of the videos that would go around of like LaFleur in the locker room after games or big wins and like they they just seem very very it seems like a fun place to work right now you yeah. know like the workplace culture at the Packers seems really really good and you know even in the later years of he who must not be named it did just feel and it's crazy because he was winning MVPs but in terms of like holding on to the magic that existed um, when they did win the Super Bowl and then when they won 15 regular season games a year after and then when you felt like they're definitely getting another crack at it and then they fell short against the Seahawks the FC Championship like that was the that was the peak of like my relationship with that team and then the like up until this year kind of just felt like we were holding on to something that we all knew was just you know probably ran its course and now it's like the start of a new fling and it's a great thing and it's beautiful and it's um i'm just back like i'm so back i was so jaded and it's not and it's not because they weren't winning because they were that's the thing but like it just didn't feel good the way that this feels good and maybe it's because they're not supposed to be winning this early Uh, maybe that's part of it but i guess just not having expectations uh, and and then being so pleasantly surprised is yeah the absolute best outcome for a sports fan, I think kind of like, um, it does remind me of sort of Oh eight and Oh nine. He who shall not be named takes over for other guy who probably shall not be, <laughs> not be named <laughs> at this point. Name a lot of these guys. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, great track record there, but, um, it reminds me of that time period and sort of like having low or no expectations being pleasantly surprised then being like oh we got something here and then like the fun of trying to get to the mountaintop and the fun of like trying to beat back the the detractors and the doubters along the way that's kind of like we have i feel like that could be next season and i'm excited for that yeah yeah because like in that time like i mean literally like you can look back and it's like yeah time is a flat circle like now where people are putting together like pump up videos with Colin Cowherd doubting the Packers quarterbacks you know like you know like and it's and it's just it is it's the same exact shit and that was amazing that was like when 
it, it felt like instead of having like all these expectations and all this like weight on our shoulders, we just we just had a chip on our shoulder because we felt like we had to prove something. And then once that was proven, then everybody, you know, then came like the, you know, why aren't they doing this every year? And like other comparisons to the Patriots, which is so unfair to, you know, compare any franchise ever to something like that. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed most of this season and, uh, I think we're really going to enjoy next season. And then I think that's like our wit, not window to win, but our window of like, just, soak all this up while you can before any of it gets like too real, you know? Yeah. So I think it would have been, I hope, and I don't know that they will be, but I hope the lions are still favored to win the NFC North next year because I think they would be and should be. I would think so too. I mean, yeah, I think, I think that would be the case too, but if they were playing in the super bowl, I feel like it would almost certainly be the case because they're not really losing very many pieces. Um, but Yes, operating from that underdog or quasi underdog uh, standpoint is it just makes you romanticize all of it so much more. How can you not be romantic about football? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. I'll put Um, a quarter in the jar for that one. Yeah, yeah, you you deserve that one. (laughs) Yeah. Let's back up though, Alex. You, <laughs> you talked about, you know, you, you uh, want me, you want the sexual attractions. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Maybe you a little bit. No, no, no. Let's make it dirty. No, um, you know, you're talking about the the Super Bowl in in 2010 and the the year after that, and then, um, you pretty much said like that was really the window, and then everything after that. Is like holding on to something you think we're never going to get there again. Did you really feel that way the whole time? No, no, not the whole. T- so this, this, I, the Packers were to me a Super Bowl winning caliber team uh, when they lost to the Seahawks in the NFC championship. Um, 2014. And they should have been there. And then, um, you know, the other NFC championship game appearances, like I went into them not feeling good and then they got you know embarrassed i remember the falcons one was absolutely outrageous i don't even think i finished that game um we talked about it we yeah we we were at uh tom and jerry's and (laughs) you went shopping afterwards or something yeah like yeah we went to rei first i forget what some type of outdoor thing but that but that tampa that tampa game you felt i felt like they were better than that team actually yeah that's true yeah. That's All funny. Right, so maybe, that Falcons game, that yeah. was a year, maybe it was two. It was a year before uh Alex, I met you. Um, so we didn't know each other, I don't think. It was before, really? Yeah, because that would have been 2015, right? Uh I don't know actually. I think it was 2015. I like want to Google. I feel it like now. it was later than that. <laughs> All right, Google break. Hang on. Packers, Falcons. Playoff. It would have been 2016, I think. Packers Falcons. Uh, that season. 22. 2017. Yeah, so the 2016 season. Okay, so never mind. We knew each other. All right. I was going to say because you were at Tom and Jerry's, which I had never been there at that point, I don't think. And uh, But I was watching the game at a friend's house who lives like a couple blocks from there. 
thought oh, we were really? gonna have like a uh yeah sliding doors moment there but <laughs> got my dates mixed up yeah um yeah so i don't know i mean i just felt like that everything after the seahawks one to me had like a different tone to it um and it's weird to say because there was also more mvps to be had and again more nfc championship games to be had but that felt like the window to capitalize like that felt like our version of what the chiefs are probably coming to the tail end of now you know that's again unfair comparison they've been more successful but um yeah you know it we could be entering that that phase soon hopefully i think Uh, um something that i felt this year that made me fall in love i think again with with this with this packers team is um uh we talked a lot about matt lafleur and like oh, he's going to get to run his offense and like whether or not that's valid or not. I think it is valid though. I think we got to see like a very skilled young quarterback running a, uh, like a, a top offensive minds scheme as it was intended. And it reminded me of again 2009 2010 when like Rodgers is coming into into his own and he's clearly so talented and I'm going to ding myself there and uh and he's getting ready to light the world on fire but also McCarthy's offensive scheme at that point was like really right time right place yeah and, like, so I kind of feel like we're seeing that again and that made that just made me nostalgic yeah i i agree with that i also think uh, we'd be remiss in not mentioning like our reestablished trust in. Well, I don't know. I've always I've always been a um, Gutenkunst apologist, at least a little bit. I thought he had done some pretty good things with some pretty glaring misses as well. But um, to turn this around, or not even really turn it around, but to like. To, to show like you've got the right pieces in place and to have such a good rookie class impact things the way that it has. It's almost like organizationally, you know this team is going to be in a good spot. And it took, it took a little bit into the season, but he didn't miss very much in this draft class. And it just makes me excited with all the draft capital that they have next year. And what they have to build upon being as young as they are that like it could like this could really be a fun powerhouse to get behind for a while. So I don't know. It it's 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 exciting to have all of this promise for years and years to come because like I equate it to like NBA wise to how the Bucks were four or five years ago when they couldn't get over the the mountaintop and then they did and then they had a couple more years where they weren't able to get there but they still had some of those core pieces and now they're in like a free fall right now and they're holding on to the vestiges of some of the guys that they won the championship with and they're trying to like figure out what the coaching looks like and it just seems like you're like you still have that talent there but it, it it's like you're in your twilight years and that's how some of those Packer teams felt as well yeah not like the not the very beginning that like you know that ascent, which 
their Packers are so early on in that ascent and they overachieved so much this year. So we're, we're going to have a, we're going to have a, a fun handful of years. I think that that's easy enough to say right now. Yeah. Uh, if we do want to, uh, pivot slightly and talk about the, uh, parentheses, perhaps sexually close parentheses, <laughs> um, uh, we talked like two thirds of the way through the year, like, what do we need to see from this team? Like but back before playoffs were a, a possibility, what do we need to see from this team the rest of the way to feel like this season is a success heading into, into the off season and into next season. And one of the things that I remember saying was um, just some more wow throws from Jordan love. Mm-hmm. And then he proceeded to have like three a game for the remainder of the season and into the playoffs. And so, yeah. Sexual attraction, boner alert. <laughs> Excited for more wild throws. <laughs> boner alert. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that that reel is already pretty extensive, and it's been one year of starting games. So that's um, that's pretty wild, I would say. Um, again, the parallels are are crazy. So if you look at their schedule next year, I saw a graphic today. We don't know when when they're playing which teams but it looks like it's so easy to say right now you never know like who knew the texans were going to be what they happen to be this year and they do end up playing that afc south division in 2024 but there are a lot of pretty winnable games from where we stand right now on that schedule next year like you've got the north and nobody lines will scare you the who who the hell knows what the what the Vikings are going to look like and the bears are the bears. And then who do they play the, I know they play the Niners. I don't know who they play in the NFC. I could look it up. They again, play the but, uh, Cardinals Niners. Oh, so it's all the NFC West. Uh, yeah. Rams and, uh, and uh, Seahawks. They also play the Eagles. Eagles. Who knows? The Eagles kind of seem like they're in a little bit of free fall right now. Yeah. That's an interesting, uh, they're an interesting team. They always like they like the cycles that we're describing as Packer fans that are like yeah. 12 year cycles are like three and a half year cycles for them. It's really weird and accelerated. Yeah. And they like totally. reach that peak really high and then and they go the bottom right just drops out. Yeah. yeah. Really yeah, very weird. Very true. Um, but yeah, they play the Texans as well. Uh, Colts, Jaguars, Titans, Titans. and Dolphins. Oh, so, Dolphins again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, those are some those are some winnable games. Anything is winnable at this point. Yeah, it's February. Like you, you, you have, <laughs> it's you all, have, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they're gonna they're there's gonna be a lot of those games that they're gonna be favored going into, right? Like, I I'll I'll be so curious. They gotta they gotta shore up a, a bunch of stuff, and we haven't even talked about our new defensive coordinator yet. Why don't we? So, I feel like you're 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 teeing up a pivot there. Well, if we're here, <laughs> let's talk scheme. Yeah. Or what scheme could look like? Uh, is it I don't a know, four man. three? Is it a three four? Is it a, a two four five? Which or a <laughs> three six one? What did what did what did Gutenkun say? Everything's a nickel now. So yeah, which, which is true. It's not. Yeah, it's not false. But it's funny, you know, two weeks ago when we last recorded, that was our who who should the Packers hire 
episode, who are they interviewing? And we had Justice on, and he listed just a boatload of names <laughs> um, with a lot of information about why we should or should not hire those people. Um, and then they hire this guy that was on nobody's radar, um, Jeff Halfley of Boston College, but probably intentionally so. Probably, you know, if you are, <laughs> if you're the head coach of a college football team and you don't get that pro job, but it is found out that you were looking for the pro job. I mean, I don't know. You guys probably watch more college ball than I do, but like recruiting and like all that, the sort of year round uh, mill of being a, a college head coach is kind of compromised by that, I would assume. Yeah, there. And it's a it's a whole new game with the portal and NIL and everything that comes with it. So I don't even fault the beat for having like nobody had any idea yeah. on this one. So nobody was really caught with their pants around their ankles. It was essentially Halfley and the the search team being extra cautious because yeah, yeah you don't want to you don't want to mess up someone's livelihood if they don't end up getting the job. It was funny that the news broke a day after Tom Silverstein, who I love go on record saying I love the best beat guy that we have. I love Tom Silverstein, but he uh, had a little, little mini tangent on, on Twitter or X or whatever about uh, bloggers. And there's a little, it was a little old guy bloggers and they don't have sources (laughs) and don't trust them and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, justice. Mosqueda is a blogger. Justice. Mosqueda most definitely has sources in and around basically every team and like going back to like XFL and stuff. Um, and then the very next day, the news drops that it, uh, that it's Jeff Halfley and the Packers beat the legitimate Packers beat had precisely zero scoops. Yeah. <laughs> no Intel at all. So anyway, love you, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's that it's sort of the it's, it's the resistance of what new age media looks like and trust me it's it's often a little presumptuous and bad but it can oftentimes be really good too so yeah you know i mean i i get where he's coming from like everybody out there don't listen to me i'm not breaking i'm a blog guy i'm not breaking news but not everyone is as dumb as me (laughs) there are people who are well connected and know their and know their stuff yeah so Um, um i also thought it would be uh funny to point out um, our friend and colleague, John Meerdink, uh, who contributes at APC, but also does the power sweep.com and, uh, blue 58, uh, podcast, which I, I recommend you check out. He did an episode kind of just a, a really straightforward look at Halfley's kind of career journey. Um, just all the facts. So everything that you would ever want to know, but, uh, he has preemptively purchased firejeffhalfley.com. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, <laughs> and so it reroutes to a uh, to a page on the powersweep.com, the the site that that he runs, where uh, he will be keeping track of a number of key performance metrics of Jeff mm. Halfley going forward, in the spirit of the perpetual Packer fan exercise of wanting your defensive coordinator fired. Although he makes clear he's not saying let's fire this guy right now, but smart to get out in front of it. Yeah, yeah. Sit on that web domain, man. Those things can be worth millions. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess let's let's talk about it. I mean, we know as much as so Zach, you recommended that podcast. I listened to it. I thought it was just like you said, a really um, digestible, straightforward, 
understanding of where he's been, some of his um, preferences in and the systems that he's been within, which I think is cool coming into this situation that he's in because he's had a little taste of all of these schemes, NFL and college. So it's almost like he's not coming in as like the rigid, you're going to run this scheme guy. It's almost like let the players indicate how everything shapes up, which I, I don't know. It's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a big swing, but it's, it gives you some, I don't know, some, some fun wrinkles that we're not exactly sure how things are going to play out. Yeah. Um, Not to go too make too much of an aside, but you said big swing and, and I do think that, you know, right now I want to give Matt LaFleur credit for, I think, taking a big swing. Now, it might not work out, but I feel like, you know, the fir- his first go round of, of hiring for this position was was any was the opposite of a big swing. So mm-hmm. he's course correcting here and a lot of uh, fans and bloggers out there um, didn't think that he that he had that in him. So props for the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm excited about the continued movement, uh, to hire what I feel like, I guess the best way to describe them would be like relatable coaches Mm -hmm. for players. I, I suppose. Um, so that's good. Um, he also, you know, may, we don't exactly know what he will run and what the the base Packers defense will look like, but I think we have enough of his background to know that it will be different enough from Joe Barry to satisfy us. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know, to, to, there's a baseline level of satisfaction of it just like not being, you know, the next closest thing to Joe Barry which I don't even know who that would be and how he would be getting interviews for this job. But, you know. I, I mean, Ron Rivera's possibly yeah. taking interviews. So. Yeah. We had, a drink with, we had a drink with Wink. Had a drink, had a little drink with Wink. <laughs> he did have a drink with Wink, yeah. He was a legitimate candidate. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, like, disappointed that that didn't happen. And, again, it just makes sense because Jeff Halfley, it's, it's it can only be three-syllable names to – because that's the only way that Mike it's just going to Joe Barry fire Dom Mike Capers. Fire Joe Barry fire Dom Capers fire <laughs> Jeff Halfley. Oh like, no, is that the is that the harbinger? I think it is. Like I was kind of like thinking maybe we need a long name, but now no, the, the prophecy foretells that someone with three syllables will break the cycle. It's uh, going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jeff Halfley's kind of hard to get out of the mouth though with the two Fs. Jeff it's true. Halfley. It's a little bit of a Marvel it's, mouth situation. <laughs> Jeff Halfley. Exactly. My phone, uh, Nick, you've poked fun at me for this. uh, (laughs) For the last year, my phone has auto-corrected Joe Barry to Joey Barry. Shout out to my friend Joey, who is a huge Packer fan who I know does not listen to our show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But um, yeah, now now we've moved on to Halfley, who will forever be Haley, I think, on my phone. Uh, We'll see if I can train it. And I know I can like go in and make it learn the new, I know I can do that, but come on, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I love that you, we talk about Joe Barry enough that even your artificial intelligence in your phone was like so familiar with him that they felt like they had to call him Joey, like a morph. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like the, it, it's like the old nickname. Yeah. How you poke, uh, how you razz a, one of your buddies. Did anyone watch the uh, season premiere of the late, the final curb 
episode. I haven't uh, watched season. it yet. No. no, there's a there's a thing in there about something very similar to that, not related to artificial intelligence, but on uh, how familiar you have to be with someone to like in this instance call him Joey and not yeah. Joe. Hey, but, Joey zones. Um, Joey third yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> Joey <Yeah>. off coverage. <laughs> Joey eight yards off. <laughs> uh, um, but Haley is uh, supposedly a little bit of the opposite. You mentioned uh, Patton for a second there. I think more in that school, kind of the little bit more of the Baltimore style. So I, I, I think we're going to see, we've been told a little bit more of a four, three, um, which will be interesting. Um, you know, we don't have justice here to, to make us really smart, but we've got some players who have been playing sort of pass rush outside linebackery roles who could be playing hand in the dirt. Um, maybe a little Gary, maybe a little uh, uh, LVN should be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know. That's what, that's what Gary was at Michigan, right? Yep. That five tech hand in dirt guy. So get some of these dudes who have extreme athletic ability. And then, you know, I would love to see what in untapped um, linebacker situation looks like with Quay. Like if he, if they want to run certain things through him, which from what I've read, like who knows how it all plays out. But like if the defense sort of runs through that in the middle of the field and he can kind of, you know, be sideline to sideline but also like run stuff or if he can play a little bit of like i don't know i i think they still need to figure out like what that safety situation looks like too because yeah. <laughs> not they sort of need to they need to um the safety but imagine, room right now is just like you can hear like an empty breeze in the room there's yeah. no one in there <laughs> the room but if empty. he doesn't if he doesn't have to cover tight ends that would be great and if you can bring someone into the box it all depends on what the personnel looks like. Yeah. So, and they could use some or they could use some defensive back help. Like having, Ras- I don't know. It's tough because we even said when they traded Rasul, like we we all probably would have made that trade too, based on what they got in return from him, got in return for him. So I don't know. There, there's going to be some interesting pieces to play with, but to have him be the sort of head coach of the defensive side of the ball, and let him. Let LaFleur not have to worry about the covering for like when he when he took more of a um a kind of like an overarching look at the defense and said he was gonna like have more of a, a hand in it toward the end of the season. The defense definitely got better, yeah. but that's not what you want your head coach and play caller to be doing. No, and it's funny because like in retrospect that was the death knell like that was the indication that he, that joe barry was not coming back um and yet we were all still because we're addicted to pain and used to it we were all still like i don't know maybe he brings him back it's like yeah. we're not going to bring back this guy for another year and then all year you're going to be co-defensive coordinator while you're also running the offense and oh yeah running the whole team like it's not it's not going to happen <laughs> it's not sustainable not You're being promoted to a, a, a position of incompetence, as yeah. they say in the corporate world. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, a little preview. We'll uh, speaking of corporate world in a couple of weeks. We'll do our our end of season assessment. We'll bring back our corpo jargo segment. Nick, thanks for the reminder on that. For sure. <laughs> in the text thread. 
<laughs> uh, the other thing I think we we heard about Halfley and and if you know things about defense, which which I do not, um, then you probably put this together. But more man than zone, and and that also I think means being a little bit more aggressive at times. And so I was we were joking about Joey zones and like I, third downs are not going to look like that anymore, as far as I can tell, which I am very excited for. Yeah. Yeah. And who cares? You're going to get burned from time to time. It's it's bound to happen. But I would rather get burned in those situations than give up the very obvious third and three, third and four yeah. every single time you're going to convert there. Well, this is where it's also, you know, Nick, you talked about Goot and nailing the last draft. Like it's going to be on Goot to really kind of replenish this this defense, because when you're talking zone, you're talking third down and taking risks and, and being aggressive it's really just about like having the having the guys to do the job and just asking them to go out there and make plays mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think they'll have a lot of tools uh for uh um Haley, uh, as your phone <laughs> would say to uh to to work with by the time we're talking at you know what is it the end of april when is it the draft is april right april That's, sometime yeah in april. Sometime after the conclusion of the draft, I think we'll be looking around at the, you know, all the things that he has to work with and feel pretty decent about it. Um, so, and nice. and I hope this is what this was in that um, John Meerdink Blue Fifty Eight podcast, and I saw it floating around Twitter as well. Um, Richard Sherman, who is a um, like him or not, like someone who is a a uh, very smart student of the game, um, very successful defensive back for a lot of years. And when he was in San Francisco and they overlapped, he pointed out how Halfley made the game. Like his preparation was, he was so prepared that he made things so digestible to his players, which, um, and, ju- and just made it easy to understand the way that he would call a defense, which is like, paramount to a young defense so if what rather than over scheming and just like making it so like this is what your assignment is do either this or that like however it works like we're we're all dumb football brains but for the for the folks that really understand it like if you have a boss who can give you a really really specific like purpose and directive then that's just going to make things all the easier so hopefully that's the case yeah totally another thing that i'm uh, excited for interested to see how it plays out is that you know they could have you know there's been a few defensive regime changes uh over the last however many years where the rest of the staff stays on or most of the staff stays on and and um i don't really know here or there like why that is per se but that's not the case this time it's a little bit more of a of a wholesale change and i think that's good it's just you just sometimes you just need to flush and get like a and get a fresh start let those coaches go and a lot of them already have other jobs um and yeah i'll be interested to see if that makes makes a difference as well because some of those names have spanned some of the names let go uh had spanned like this would have been their third defensive (laughs) coordinator which feels unusual i don't think other teams usually do it that way yeah yeah i I hope so i think the the 
on the defensive side that clean slate is the <laughs> the best way to go at this point. Damn right. Um, well, I don't know, guys. That's all I know about you. <laughs> Jeff Hattie, yeah. Really well, it, what's funny is like uh, you, Alex, you texted because we were going to do the pod last week, Wednesday, and we're like, yeah, let's push it to next week. And then the news breaks right afterwards. You're like, oh, of course. <laughs> like 40 Defensive minutes cor- later. Yeah. But then I thought about it. I'm like, we could, we would have got on and had nothing to say yeah. about this guy. <laughs> Nobody knew who he was. So it's better yeah. to have a week of. It would have done numbers, though. We could have had a pod that was just four seconds long of us just going, <laughs> it's Jeff <laughs> Halfley. And that's it. And it would have gotten like several <laughs> thousand downloads. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> Should have done it, man, for the, uh, for yeah. the algorithm. For the clicks, for yeah, the algo. For the um. I don't know, guys. That's all I got on my little list. I don't know if we, uh, you guys, making any 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 fun prop bets on this uh, Super Bowl? Are we staying out of the gambling lane? Nick, something tells me you are not well, staying out of the gambling lane. No, you br- you brought it up um, before we got on, and I want to stay out of like I don't know. I don't want this to be a game that I don't care about, and then I'm invested in monetarily, and then I end up like losing money and going to bed angry. <laughs> So maybe maybe a couple shekels. I feel like that oh, might happen. out of my way. Let's get into an alley. Uh, do you see any props uh, that are like commercial related or like halftime show related? There's so much right now, and there's going to be more that come out. So I haven't even really fully looked. I mean, it, it would take forever to look all the way through it. Well, as there's you guys always are, as you guys are looking, are you actually like watching the game? Are you going to sit down with a group of yes, people yeah. and watch yeah, the game? Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. Yes. Um, there are, are you? there are always like anthem bets. It's not and... on my list of things to do this week, and I got to be on. But maybe, <laughs> yeah, I always begrudgingly watch it over the last, you know, more than decade because I don't want to, and then I'm just like, well, I, I feel like it's a, one of those spectacles that my uh, spouse is interested in the halftime show. So maybe I'll like have the game on on mute yeah. and just keep an eye on it, and then when it's halftime, we'll <laughs> crank the sound bar. Yeah. So there there are always those bets like are they going to like when there's like a big campaign like a like a beer campaign like how many times are you going to like how many times are the Budweiser Clydesdales going to come out or stuff like that there's there are things you can find probably I don't know if they're on DraftKings or you find them otherwise but I always like to for a small amount of money get involved in the in the coin flip just cuz it's fun you, you 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 win early you lose early <laughs> I'm just, I'm just yeah. be honest with you. Um, oh, I, uh, I, I like. We spent that. all season talking about like smart Packers bets, and just like ah, coin flip. That's <laughs> really, where my head's at. Nothing more, yeah, metaphorical to the way that I assess all my gambling than a than an, a literal coin flip. Um, so <laughs> I haven't decided which way I'll go on that one, but I will. I will. You know, I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll take a. I'll take a risk on that one. Tails never fails. Maybe it's usually that's where my head usually goes, but sometimes I'll switch it last minute. Um, this is an interesting one that I saw earlier, and it is a jersey number over under twenty two and a half to score the first touchdown, and then the same bet is to score the last touchdown. So I was just, I was just going through my head about who's most likely to score on the Niners and who's most likely to score on the Chiefs and that would be McCaffrey and that would be Travis Kelsey 
Yeah. And they're both over, over 22 and a half. You got to go over. No like you got Debo it. in there. Ready to get hurt again. <laughs> that was an accident. <laughs> but as long as there's yeah. money on the line. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like you got to go over on that, right? McCaffrey's most likely to score for the Niners. Definitely. First. I, I, the only thing, uh, what, oh, Rishi Rice, maybe? Like, what number I, is he? I think he wears number four, doesn't he? Yeah, he's he's lower than 22 and a half. He's like the only one I'm really scared of, I got to say. But I would And still... what number is Pacheco? But he's like 10, right? Yeah, but I mean, it's going to be so that, McCaffrey. It, I mean, it's... <laughs> no, well, he's going to score. So which brings me to another prop is McCaffrey anytime touchdowns like minus 215, which is insane. Yeah, but two touchdowns is positive. So I would probably I, take that over anytime unless yeah, you want to throw a McCaffrey that. touchdown into like a parlay. Uh, you know he's going to get in the end zone in some form or fashion. Also, Debo could score, and he's number nineteen. Yeah. What number is Ayuk? He's eleven, so that could be less than. I mean, so there's actually, a lot as of guys, we but yeah, as we talk about it, the two most obvious guys are are higher numbers. But I don't know. Well, anyway, is there a bet that you looked at that you potentially like, Alex? Um. Well. I like the one you just said. I didn't look at it, but now now I feel compelled <laughs> Sounds to tasty. take it. I also feel compelled to take McCaffrey to score twice at minimum. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man. The other thing that I like is, and I'm sure I'll get hurt on this too, but based on I, all history points to the team with the better quarterback winning the Super Bowl. And that's quite evident is Patrick Mahomes, who's already done it and has been to a handful. The Chiefs are plus two, which just leads me to believe that like in all the money and almost all 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 the bets are on the Chiefs, but all the sharp money is on San Francisco, which is why the line is moving that way. But all the public is on the Chiefs. So if you're smart, you should probably bet on the 49ers. So I want to stay away from. I just want to stay away from the line in general. Yeah. But I would take a Chiefs and over teaser to get the Chiefs up to like eight or eight and a half, and the over under down to 41, 41 and a half, whatever it looks like. Because you figure they're going to score more than that. You never. I mean, who, who the hell knows? But I would. I would want to stay away from the straight line. Um, uh, there's no uh, Usher related props here on the. <laughs> Oh, there definitely are. I just haven't, I haven't delved into them. How many, like one of the big ones is like, what song will he open with? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, which it's probably not going to be. Yeah. Cause that's too obvious. I don't know what some of his, like, what are some of the more upbeat ones? Uh, DJ got us falling in love. <laughs> that would be a good one to start with. Yep. <laughs> that is oh, like yeah. a road trip jam for, for my family. <laughs> yeah. <would> yeah. <laughs> um, most receiving yards. Somebody's gonna have to lead the game in receiving. Usher. Most receiving. Yards. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll take that. Um, Brandon Ayuk is actually the lowest odds at plus two forty. Kelsey's plus two sixty feels like something you ought to. Oh, Ayuk is a good one for that. Unless mm. do you know it's gonna? Well, if you just took both of those and like a Rashi Rice or something, you're gonna probably net positive. 
I like that this podcast has now turned into Nick two martinis deep. I think drinking water to recover, uh, just like talking about props. (laughs) Oh, dude, that would be great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, listen, we're we're letting it fly. There's (laughs) there's no structure at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Which, uh, by the way, you know, you 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 uh, open this little seg talking about the coin flip. To, I got to dispel the myth that the coin flip is 50-50. Scientifically, that is not true. Really? Okay. Yeah. Care to elaborate? A flipped coin has a 50.8% chance of landing on the same side up as when it was flipped. So 49.2% the other way. If it's heads up and you flip it, it's 50.8%. Nearly 50-50, but not quite... <laughs> So that that's interesting because I don't know if it's deliberate or it varies based on ref or it's just absolutely, you know, totally random because they could fidget with it or whatever. But yep. when they show the coin, they usually say blah, blah, blah is heads. And then they flip it and then they say this is the tail. The tails is the last thing they display before they go to call. But here's here's where it's different, though, because don't they show... In the Super Bowl, isn't one face of the coin one team and one face of the coin the other team? So, what is heads versus tails? But that's what I mean. They, they're whatever is tails. They're telling. They're flipping it. Yeah, showing you last. But I don't know if they then flip it back. Yeah. So then it's heads up as they flip it, <laughs> or uh, and I don't think that there's like a consistent rule for that. So we're really delving in to try to get that extra point. I, I thought about that- hitting the poker like halfway through. The- <laughs> that would have been that would have been funny yeah (laughs) i think you should (laughs) we just continue to talk (laughs) off pod we'll be here all night (laughs) oh my god so but no i think i think anyway mccaffrey two touchdowns why not take a flyer on that he's gonna get the ball a ton they've got nothing left to lose with him I don't want the Niners to win. I don't think the Niners are going to win. But if I did bet, I would probably take them. Nick, are you in the black on your NFL betting season? Or uh... Oh, no chance. <laughs> <laughs> Although, no. you know what's really dangerous is DraftKings will. And I, and I made the... <laughs> the <laughs> I, I took a leap and went in and looked at the amount. Because it gives you a whole betting slip for the year. How much you how much you put in, how much you took out, what you wagered. And I was surprised to see that I had not, I was, I was a lot closer to even than I thought that I would be. So good on me for that. I'm not a big, I'm not a very big risk taker. I'll say. I'm trying to find a, I'm doing a bad job, but I saw a a tweet earlier today about the number of people inside the NFL who have been reprimanded recently for for gambling on games on nfl games no it's a ton it's not good it's not great bob that's gonna be a problem yeah (laughs) who could have foreseen this who among us could have seen this coming yeah we can go down a whole nother tangent another time on that note i think we're gonna hit the poker um we're running out of topic. We're running out of steam here. But uh, I guess the Super Bowl is, <laughs> is this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, I might watch. I don't know. Who knows? I always say, like, I'm super apathetic and I'm not going to watch. And then it comes game time. And I'm like, yeah, 
got nothing else going on. I'll watch it. Just gonna let the polka vamp for a second. <laughs> All right, guys. Keep it locked in to the podcast feed and acmepackingcompany.com for all of your Packers content needs all off-season long. We are going to uh, continue to try to keep bringing you some off-season content here. Um, Every couple weeks, we'll get together and talk until the show crashes and burns like this one. So, um, yeah, that's it for them. I'm me. We'll see you later.